What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Palmetto Championship from Congaree. This is our betting preview. We're talking betting outrights and only outrights because as of the time recording this podcast on Monday night late, DraftKings nor points bet gives two shits about top 20 bets uh, for the Palmetto. You know, the U.S. Opens next week. Everybody's pumped about that. Everybody's waiting on that. Here we are. Uh, we've recorded a bunch of shows tonight. I don't even know how many shows we've done. Uh, but this show, this one right here, is presented by our friends at FantasyNational.com slash TJ. It is where you need to go to get all the stats, all the data, all the ownership projections, the head-to-head matchup betting tools, the lineup optimizers for DFS, PGA Tour data licensed by the PGA Tour, all your strokes gain data, and a bunch of extra stats, including some proprietary stats that Fantasy National has perfected over the years. We've been using Fantasy National for like four or five years. We trust them. They've always been good. They've always been good to us. They've always been good to our people. And uh, it's a one-stop shop. It's all you need if you're betting on golf or playing daily fantasy golf. It is the one-stop shop. And if you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, you get the 20% off uh, of any membership level. And you can start at one level and upgrade to another one, and you still get to keep the 20% off. The weekly membership is literally $8. So just try it for $8, you cheap bastard. Try it for $8. If you don't like it, cancel it. If you love it, upgrade it to the monthly for maybe $24 or the annual for maybe $200. There's like 50 events of the PGA Tour. $200 a year for 50 events is pretty good by my standards. So there you go. FantasyNational.com slash TJ is who sponsors the show, and we appreciate them. Um, Man, Pat, we had to do an extra show tonight. Our friend Travis Mm -hmm. Fulton uh, asked us to be on his podcast. We were on that. Started that at 7.30. Started, started sipping the podcast juice extra early for his show. I've got the, the, uh, the Wild Leap vodka and soda with lime here. <sighs> Are you on beer or have you switched to wine yet? Beer. It's still on beer. Okay. Anyway, we're yeah. deep. We're deeper in the sauce than usual. This should be a great show. But you know what? It's the Palmetto. It's the, one of the weakest fields we've seen in a long time. It's on this mystery-ass course. That everybody's scratching their head, but also acting like they know what the hell like they're talking about. Scratching their head right now. Yeah, but also people are acting like they know what they're talking about. It's like this super exclusive course in South Carolina, but it's also like it's right down the street from Pat. More details to come on that. But it's we're in like full DGAF mode. So come join us here uh, on the uh, on the, the the betting preview here. We're gonna talk about some outrights. We are also gonna talk about some US open outright bets that we see right now that we kind of think as of Monday night. We feel like you might want to be looking at these folks and go ahead and fire on them because we could see the numbers getting shorter. We're going to talk about a couple of those. And then at the very end, we're going to bring back a segment that we haven't brought back in a long time called Just the Tip. And I'm going to give you some beginner, probably I would say beginner. It's like beginner DFS and betting, a, a betting and DFS tip. And we're going to talk about it. I mean, real quick and dirty, under five minutes. If you're new, It'll help you out. That's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. Speaking of the U.S. Open, um, next week's U.S. Open, we are going to record the show on Saturday night. This coming Saturday night, not Monday night like usual. Saturday night, live on YouTube, we'll start the DraftKings preview around seven thirty p.m. Eastern, maybe seven forty-five p.m. Eastern. Special guest Paul Tesori, PGA Tour caddy of twenty years. Caddies for Webb Simpson. We're going to ask him about Torrey Pines. 
Uh, Paul's going to join the show. Uh, we'll do the betting show probably around, I don't know, 8.30, 8.45 or so. Um, and the best part about that is that's on a Saturday night. So Sunday, we don't have to wake up for jobs. So the podcast yeah, juice will be flowing yeah. for that. We'll be ready to go deep there. We'll talk about Torrey Pine South, DFS picks, fades, sleepers, betting outrights, top 20s if they're out. It's going to be a good time. We're also going to give away a merch bundle. We got some new merch. We got new hoodies that are about to hit the shop on tourjunkies.com. We got the Siwoo Kim t-shirt, which Pat is wearing right now. Pat, show him the Siwoo Kim t-shirt. The Siwoo Ric Flair collaboration t-shirt, black and beautiful right there. That, that shirt is gorgeous. Gotta love that shirt. Got that gold robe on. Siwoo! Um, and also, that is very, we're on very low quantities on that. Single-digit quantities on all sizes in the Siwoo Kim shirt. Um, we may even be out of a couple sizes. I'm not sure. But if you want that shirt, you better get on it right now. It's the hottest pre-order we've ever done. And the hoodies will hit the shop very, very soon. Like maybe by the time you're listening to this, unless you're listening live, they're not on the shop yet. Uh, so we're going to give away a merch bundle with a hoodie, a t-shirt, a hat, ball marker, stickers, coasters, all that good stuff. Uh, my podcast juice coaster for the night is myself with my acorn tears. Uh, we have a pat one with acorn tears as well. We've got these podcast juice ones. Look at those. Those are beautiful coasters. You get some coasters with every order, wherever you go, uh, whatever you buy on tourjunkies.com. So shout out there. The U.S. Open podcast is going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Um, All right, Pat, I think that's it. Let's get into the golf course and what's happening with you this week because you are going to be on site. By the time people are listening to this, you know, Pat could be wandering around the grounds at Congaree. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be and there. I don't even know where. I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. I, hopefully I can make it there. Um, I've actually been in the area before. So I do think I know where it is, the general vicinity. Um, but uh, yeah, just outside of Ridgeland, South Carolina, which is close to nothing. Uh, uh, and it's, yeah, I don't even know where these guys are going to stay. Like maybe Beaufort, South Carolina or Savannah here where I live or Hilton head, that area. I I don't know. Um, maybe there's like a, maybe they're staying in little shacks somewhere around the, uh, area, Hmm. you know, like a farmhouse or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. Not that farmhouses are shacks. Anyway, um, I am going to be on the grounds, um, Tuesday, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Uh, I'm spending most of the day tomorrow on the course, and I think that's uh, that's going to be good because there's not a whole lot of interviews scheduled for tomorrow. There's a few college kids that are debuting in their first pro events, and they're going to get interviewed. Screw those whatever. Kids. I don't really care. I'm not. I don't want to be in the interview room for that. So I'm going to walk the course tomorrow. Try to try to walk with a few players. Maybe get some insight from them on the course and what they're thinking. And um, so I think that'll be cool. Looking forward to that. And then Wednesday, uh, then that's going to be interview day. So we got DJ, we got Brooks, we got Kiz, we got Garrick Higo, uh, who's becoming a little bit of a, uh, maybe a DFS darling uh, or a betting darling, as you may say. A lot of people are loving some Higo. Uh, he's won a lot uh, recently on the European tour. He's a very solid player. So he'll be in there. Um, who else? Fleetwood, some of those guys. Fleetwood. So I think uh, Hatton, it'll be DJ Brooks. Hatton's, yeah, yeah, Hatton's gonna be in there. Um so Wednesday's kind of interview day, but tomorrow's gonna be course day. And I look forward to, you know, like you said earlier, it's kind of a mystery. Not a whole lot of people know about this course. Not a whole lot of people have played it. Okay. I don't even know how you really get on because they don't have members. They have 
ambassadors, really the two members of the founding member, the, the people who started the damn place. So other than that, dude, how um, pompous are those guys? Yeah. Jeez. But they, they do a lot of good charitable things at Congaree, but, um, yeah. you know, as far as the course itself, some basics here, it is a Tom Fazio design. It's ranked as one of the top 100 courses in the, in the U.S. already. Um, it is a par 71 playing 7,655 yards, but they can stretch it out longer than that. You've got Bermuda grass, tee to green. Um, like Kiowa, you know, you saw all these sandy areas alongside the fairways and uh, off uh, and around the greens. You get a lot of that here on this course, except for not the wind uh, that you're going to have at something like Kiowa. But it is somewhat similar, I think, just in, in w- like the look, you know, with all these sandy areas. You can ground your club in the sandy areas also, by the way. Um, not that that really matters to any of you people. Um, but, um, you know, the real teeth is around these greens. There's a lot of slope around these greens, a lot of runoff areas. And that's how it was designed. You know, he, Fazio wanted you to be able to use your, use your skills, use a lot of bump and run around the greens. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, areas where you can do that here, and I'm an expert at that, so I know. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you know these guys can do with their bump and run skills. And um, anyway, there's a lot of slopes here on these greens. I think they're going to be pretty quick. Um, but I think you're going to have to have a lot of imagination on this course, okay? And I think you would have to do that anyway on courses where they're new and you've never seen them before. Um, so it is long, though, but there's a lot of corners that these guys can cut. Um, so I don't think it's going to play quite as long as it may seem when you're looking at a 7,700 yard course. Um, for me, I'm definitely going to look still at strokes gain off the T stats. I'm going to look at form, looking at approach and certainly looking at scrambling. And, uh, so there you go. DB. Yeah, man. I mean, this course has been compared to Shadow Creek a little bit. Also, Fazio designed Pine Valley, Pinehurst, and Royal Melbourne down there in Australia, which our boy Michael Caridi's watching. He's Aussie, and they play the President's Cup there. Uh, it's been compared to kind of the Sandbelt Aussie-style track, meant to be played on the ground, you know, like around the greens. Not a lot of that flopping it around, flopping it out, and showing everybody your stuff, but, you know... Bump and run, you know, get it on the ground, get it rolling like a putt, show that off. You know what I mean? Um, and and firm and fast is what Congaree was designed to do. But you know what? At the end of the day, well, you know, I mean, who the f- really knows? Because Pat's going to be on the ground, okay? And Pat's going to relay what he hears from our caddy friends that are there, our players that are there. All that stuff's going to be, re- you know, relayed in the nut hut. And if you're not in the nut hut, you're not going to know. This could be a great week for you to take advantage of, you know, the betting markets, take advantage of some of the numbers being hung, take advantage of the books kind of sleeping on the Palmetto, get some good numbers, make some money because you have an inside track to one of the few media members on the grounds. Pat's right. If you look up Ridgeland, South Carolina, there's nowhere to sleep in Ridgeland, South Carolina. Unless you're a homeowner in Ridgeland or homeless, you can't sleep anywhere. So, like, the, uh, Pat could be the only member of the media on the entire property. So it's he possible. Could, you you yeah. may be watching a press conference on Wednesday with DJ, and, you're gonna, and the guy's going to be like, all right, this question comes from Pat Perry. Go ahead, Pat. And Pat's like, blah, 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 blah. DJ answers, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, all right, next question comes from uh, Pat Perry. And it's like Bugs Bunny throwing the football to himself, you know, and then catching it. That's an old <laughs> yeah. reference. Some of you guys are probably too young to know who Bugs Bunny is, but... 
anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but there's not going to be a lot of media there. That's for sure. But we're going to have all the inside track information in the Nut Hut, and it's only $10 a month to join. If you're like, what the hell is the Nut Hut? It's a fancy name for our private member chat through Discord where, you know, about 400 plus guys and maybe one gal uh, mix it up and talk about, you know, daily fantasy golf and betting on the PGA Tour, and it's a lot of fun, okay? It's a lot of fun. We make some friends, and if you're a member of the Nut Hut, you also get 20% off any merchandise that you, you buy from the tourjunkies.com shop. New merchandise and old stuff that we're really trying to get rid of, you know, like shirts that are still on sale for like $10. You still get 20% off of all that. So join the Nut Hut is what I'm trying to say and get in on Pat's action here. Uh, $10 a month. Give me a break. You do that now, you can get the U.S. Open. You can get Pat's inside intel from the grounds. And a big part of what we need you to do right now, if you're watching on YouTube or even if you're not, go over to YouTube and leave us a comment on what questions Pat needs to ask in the press conferences. He already mentioned DJ Brooks, Kiz, Higo, Terrell Hatton are slated to be in the interview room on Wednesday. Now, we've had press credentials before, a handful of times, and Pat's always too scared to ask a question. I always have to be the one to ask a question. Chalk Bomb Ben's asked a question. Pat, too scared, petrified. But now he's by himself, and we need Pat to sack up. Okay, we need Pat to step up, sack up, give the people what they need. Do it for the people, Pat. Leave your ego at the door and do it for the people. They want questions. They want answers. So we need you to do that. And if you have an idea for questions, put it in the comments on YouTube. It could be a serious question about the course, about how the players play, and about whatever. Or it could be a fun question. You know, our boy Kevin Kisner is going to be in there. And if we can ask anyone on the interview slate a dumb question, it's Kisner. So if you have a really funny, dumb question, then we might ask your question. So do that, please. If we end up asking it, we'll send you something for doing that. That's very cool. If you're watching live on YouTube, wait till after the show's over and then comment. But if you're, co- if you're watching on YouTube, comment, what should Pat ask in the interview room? I think that would be fantastic. But it's going to be a fun week for you, buddy. And I'm excited about it. I wish I could be there with you. I can't. Um, but we're going to get some great intel on a course that nobody really knows what the, what the hell they're talking about at the end of the day is, is what it all boils down to. <sighs> Anything else to add on that, Pat? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think that. I think that's it. Um, I, I I would say that the the over under on me actually making DJ's press conference is is in question. Uh, it's nine thirty. I have Come kids on. in the morning, but we'll see what happens. It's but, on uh, Wednesday. Come on, man. No, no. I mean, the plan's to be there. I'm just saying, you never know what can happen. You never know what can happen. Coming in hot, Pat, like normal. You know what though? If you're gonna miss one, it should be DJ's because he's just gonna give you a basic answer. He's not gonna give you anything extra. So it's, that's not a big deal. You should be like, DJ, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> like, that should um, be the question. <laughs> what? Is it just because you're from South Carolina? Um, no, that's good, man. Uh, it's important that you're there, and I'm excited that you're there, and it's, it's fun. I think Congaree's actually going to be a great course, a great course with a lot of – it sucks that it's the week before the U.S. Open, and you got all these guys Monday qualifying, but it's actually a great course, and it's, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, we got to thank our friends – that sponsor the show and support the show over at Hawthorne. Um, listen, guys, a lot of times will neglect their, their personal hygiene, and that's not cool, okay? So whether you like to keep it simple or you want like a 12-step plan for your hygiene, premium grooming products can make all the difference in how you look and feel, and our friends at Hawthorne can provide that for you. You can get the most out of your personal care with high-quality shampoos, body washes, hand soaps, 
uh, shaving gels, colognes, and it's all without the harsh chemicals. It's it's great. They are they'll tailor everything to your personal stuff, your profile. You go on the website, you take a quiz, you answer some questions. You know, like is your skin dry? What's your hair like? Is it is it weird? Is it goofy? Is it frizzy? Is it falling out? Is it staying in there? Is it turning gray? Uh, it was actually really easy. We did we both did it. And at the end, they kind of send you the products that they think are going to work best for you, the products tailored for your type and your lifestyle. Um, my favorite products are easily the colognes. They have these two colognes. One is a work, one is a play, work and play. The play smells like, hey, I'm ready to make this happen tonight. Let's do this. The work smells like, yo, I'm ready to make my meetings, make my numbers, hit my goals, and not put fish in the microwave, you know, and be an asshole. So they take the risk out of all the shopping for your personal care by giving you free shipping and on your order and your return. So it's super easy. If you don't like it, you can return it. It's easy. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code TOURJUNKIES to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Promo code TOURJUNKIES, hawthorne.co, promo code TOURJUNKIES. We appreciate Hawthorne for hooking it up looking out for us, looking out for our Tour Junkies listeners. All right, Pat, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the outright numbers for the Palmetto. And we only have outrights. We don't even have top 20s at this point on DraftKings Sportsbook or PointsBet. We'll talk about that. Then we'll hit some U.S. Open numbers that we feel like you guys need to jump on now before they get shorter. And then we'll wrap it up with just the tip. Still counts. All right. Um, top of the betting board right now. Now, hell, I mean, the guys are withdrawing at the, like, at the drop of a hat. To this point, you know, all we know is like Hoffman, Willett, Grace, those are some of the bigger names that have withdrawn from this tournament. By the time you're listening to this, like half the damn field could be gone. At this point, they should just tell us who is playing. But we're going to go with what we got as of Monday night at 10.04 p.m. and vodka and beer flowing. Top of the betting board is DJ at plus 775. Like, really, DraftKings? What are we doing? You just give me the eight. Just give me the eight. You got Brooks, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Sungjae, Fleetwood, Norin, Poulter, and English kind of rounding out the shorter, you know, 30 to 1 and, and shorter numbers. Never thought I'd have Lucas Glover included in that, but I do. Pat, are you going to touch any of these guys with your 9-foot pole? Or is it 10-foot pole? Well. Is it ten football? Yeah. Why does it say nine? I think it's ten. Why would you ten cut it to nine? The nine foot pole. Ten Why foot? would you? Cut no, it, it is ten foot pole. I have no idea. I don't know. Would you touch okay, any of them? Anyway, I like with Alexander your Norin. You would touch Norin with your pole. I, I would touch Norin with my ten foot pole. He's at he's at thirty five to one actually on uh, thirty points bets. 35 to 1. He and Poulter both actually are both 35 to 1 on points bet. They're a little bit shorter on DraftKings at 28 to 1. So I like both those guys. I think they, uh, you know, I mentioned Poulter on the sh- on the DFS show. I don't think I mentioned Norrin. Maybe I did. I-, I think I did. I did. Um, I don't remember. And I wasn't so paying any attention. I-, I think I did. I think I did. They're priced right next to each other. But uh, 35 to 1, I like both those guys. Anything shorter, I just don't get a very good, warm and fuzzy feeling out of any of these guys. I don't want to take DJ or Brooks. I mean, I don't see anything there. Hat not like from maybe a, like if you're playing them in fantasy, I don't want to play them at 14 to one or whatever the, you know, even no. shorter in some book. Um, so really just, I, I think I'm going to start in that, you know, 25 and 25 to one and, you know, ranging up. And, uh, but the first two that really pop are Norn and Poulter for me. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not touching this range either. I mean, this is kind of a crapshoot. Like, DJ's here because he's the token South Carolinian that, you know, Congaree's doing something for him being here. I can tell you that much. Like, that's just, that's real. Um, Brooks is here because he likes to play the week before a major. That's well documented. Um, you know, DJ doesn't always do that. In fact, he hasn't done that in the last handful of majors. Um, so, yeah, I mean, D- and, and DJ's game is off. Like, he's just off. So I think he's here to kind of find it a little bit. You know, Brooks said in a post-round press conference at the PGA, because all these guys will tell you in the press conferences, you're going to hear it this week. I mean, I you know, Brooks is going to say, I mean, like if you ask Brooks, Pat, if you're in the presser and you go, Brooks, uh, talk about your goals for this week. Like, are you here to just kind of find it for the U.S. Open? Like, make sure you're good to go. Or are you here to like do some damage and, and win the golf tournament? He's going to say, he's going to look at you like you're an idiot with like nine heads and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, dude, I don't, I'm not going to show up if I'm not here to win. Like, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't get here just to, like, finish 10th. I'm here to win. Next question. Bitch. You know, like, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. But here's the thing. He said the same thing at the PGA. Or, I'm sorry, at the Byron Nelson. Said the same damn thing. Because I read all the press. I read every press conference. I read the transcripts from every press conference. He said the same thing at the Byron Nelson. Then he goes to the PGA, and in a post-round presser, he admits that he showed up to the Byron Nelson trying to see where his game was at, looking for a little something, testing out the knee. A complete project is what the Byron Nelson was to Brooks. Okay, okay. So that's what's happening with Brooks. That's exactly what's happening. Okay, he just left the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. He's just here to see what's up. You know, what's going on? What's shaking? What do I need to work out? What do I need to figure out for the U.S. Open? Because all Brooks cares about is the majors. It just is what it is. At this point, that's what it is. If he gets healthy and he's feeling great and he just wants to come out there and compete and win and take down tournaments and like eat PGA Tour wins, that might be a different story. But that's not where I think he's at right now. So I'm not going to bet him. I'm not going to touch the top of the board there. And then you just lose a ton of other, you lose a lot of win equity and value. So for me, I'm not touching any of these guys short in 30 to 1. Um, literally, literally none of them. I'm going to start at, uh, oh, damn, he got short. Hold on, he was a different number. Hang on, let me look. Damn. Okay, well, I was going to say Keith Mitchell at 55 to 1, but he's already moved down to 46 and a half to 1 on DraftKings. But Keith Mitchell's one I'm going to start on. Like, he's a PJ Tour winner on a tough golf course, tough conditions at the Honda. He could have won the Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago. Rory outran him. He plays tough courses well. He's a Sea Island Mafia guy, resident. I feel like he's at least taken a peek at Congaree in the last few years since it's been open. I'm not saying he's an ambassador for crying out loud, but it feels like, I mean, I'd be shocked if Keith Mitchell hasn't played Congaree or at least seen it, sniffed it, you know? Um, I think Mitchell's an interesting number there at 46 and a half to one. And then uh, HV3 for me. I've been kind of riding the HV3 train here lately. He checks, he checks a lot of boxes, man. I mean, HV3 is hitting the ball really well. Approach. Strokes gained around the green. He's 13th and 12th over the last 24 rounds. Uh, Strokes gained off the tee, 17th. He also hits a lot of fairways for having the distance that he has. It all comes down to the putter for HV3. Runner-up at the RBC Heritage a couple weeks ago. Um, Looking for that first PGA Tour win. He is a winner at the PGA, uh, the Australian PGA a few years ago. Sunbelt, or uh, Sandbelt kind of course. If you want to 
pull that correlation out. Uh, I think HV3 is interesting. And then I'm going to go with Brant Snedeker at 60 to 1 on DraftKings. Sneds is having some nice, I'm sorry, 55 to 1 now. God, all these numbers are getting shorter. Is he better on points bet? Let's see. Uh, no, he's not. So he's 55. You don't want him. Okay. So 55 to one on DraftKings. numbers getting shorter as these guys are withdrawing left and right on us. Uh, but Snedeker's definitely rounding in some nice form approach. Play is pretty solid. Always hits a lot of fairways off the tee. Uh, one of the best short games in the, in the game, decent, really good putter, not Bermuda's not his best. Okay. But does well on tough tracks. It's just, you know, I don't know. Now, if we find out if Pat's like, hey, man, you know, yes, being in the fairway is important, but you better have some distance on you. You better have some pop in the bat. Then maybe Snedeker's not your guy. But I think I think he's going to end up being decent and he's in really solid form of late um, with some good finishes. So I'm going to go Snedeker at 60 to one. That's kind of where I'm at in this mid range starting to creep into this into the triple digits here. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I like Keith Mitchell. Uh, you mentioned him. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his this week and this range. Um, you know, a couple other guys. Did you mention Higo? No. I like Higo. I mean, you're getting Higo at, um, you know, 46.5 to 1 also on DraftKings as well. I, I think that's a good number for him. Um, oh, man. You know, I really don't want to miss the boat with Lucas Glover if for some reason he actually wins a golf tournament again. The ambassador. This, you, you mean Ambassador Glover. That's what we're gonna call him. All right, ambassador Glover. He's ambassador Glover. He's uh you know he's forty to one on points bet, which is much better than you're seeing in some of the other books. So I think that's a good number for him. Um he's obviously got some experience here as well. So I, I think I might put a little bit there on Glover. Just and he's been playing really well lately. Yeah, I mean Glover's been very solid, and he's even been putting. He's been well, putting. Yeah, he's, he's on a crazy. putting streak right now. Yeah, so I think you know if you can get him at a number like forty to one, I like him. If it's a little, if it's less than that, I'm not a, not a huge fan of, of Glover. But I think forty to one is a pretty good number on him there. Um, you know, another guy that I like, uh, I mentioned him on the uh, on the. Uh, the DFS show, and that's Rafa Cabrera Bello. He's at eighty-five to one on DraftKings. Um, I think that's a good number. He's been playing well recently. Uh, he, he's got a game that can fit this course. Um, so I like some RCB this week, also at eighty-five to one. And then I'll hold off until we get to some of these longer numbers. Which uh, this could be long shot season this week. Oh, I think it's definitely long I shot mean, season. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, our favorite, one of our favorite Aussies, longtime listeners, Michael Caridi's in the chat live on YouTube, and he wants to inform everybody that HV3 won the PGA in Queensland, which is more like a Florida course, not like the Sandbelt. So he totally just, totally just took my HV3 narrative of him winning in the Sandbelt and comparing it to this place and just flushed it down the Aussie toilet. Um, well, so you know, he's there. He, he is knows. there. He is there. <laughs> So F that narrative, and I will take half of my HV3 shares and move them to Herrick, to, to Herrick, to, what the fuck is his name? Gecko? Garrett Higo? Higo. I can't remember his name. Higo. I'll move it to Higo. Half my share of HV3 to Higo. Yeah. Um, All $2.50 are being moved yeah. over to Higo. <laughs> no, that's just on the betting card. That's just if all you had was 50 bucks. Come on, Pat. Um, 
I don't know, man. All right, approaching as we as we begin our descent to the triple digit range, a few names here that that stick out to me. Um, this is this is kind of wild. Let me make sure his number's still there. Yeah, it is. All right. I know I've lost so many dollars. I mean, countless units have been, you know, splooged to waste on Luke List through the years. But I will yet live to splooge another half or quarter unit on Luke this week. Uh, As he checks the box in strokes gain approach, 12th in the field over the last 24 rounds, 4th in the field in strokes gain off the tee. In fact, he's 31st in the field in good drives gain. So even if he misses the green or misses the fairway a little bit, he's not missing it so bad that he can't hit a green regulation. He's also not terrible in around the green play. He just is 152nd out of 156th in strokes gained putting on Bermuda, which is uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. However, we heard in the DFS uh, recording in the live chat over there on YouTube that he does hold the course record at Congaree, according to Golf Digest, which I'm not sure is credible or relevant anymore, or if anybody gives a rip what they say, but uh, apparently he holds the course record at Congaree, and he is 80 uh, eighty to one on points bet, a little better value on points bet, and I will play him, and I will I will like it, and that is my last play before we get into the triple digits. Okay, you like that? All right, I already hit, you. Okay, hit me with your uh, your triple dig. Oh, hold on, actually, before you do that, Pat, tell me about your your grass. Tell me about your lawn because I know it's greatly improved because of our friends at Sunday Lawn. Um, basically, you know, you got, you got a lawn that's got brown spots. It's bare. You can't get grass to grow. You got weeds, you got grubs, whatever that is. You t- Sunday helps you take out all the guesswork. That's what they help Pat do. They take out all the unwanted chemicals. They're safe for your pets, by the way. You got a dog that goes out there and drops his little wiener on there to pee. It doesn't burn his wean. You know, that's important. Takes care of the planet. Um, it's really good. It's, it's, it's easy stuff. So talk about it. You know, Pat, I know you go on there, you go online, you put your address in, stuff happens. They send yeah, you some really easy. stuff. You go online, you, you throw, you throw your address in there and then they custom, uh, they kind of custom design a, a packet for you with all their lawn care products. It's, it's good stuff. It's easy to apply. It's easy to understand, uh, on, on how to apply it and do what you need to do with this, with, with their stuff. And, uh, and, and my lawn looks better. It looks great. Actually, it doesn't just look just better. It looks fantastic. And, uh, like I said, it's easy to do. And, uh, you know, you gotta be looking, you, I mean, this is the time of year where your lawn's gotta be looking good. Okay. Like you made it through the winter and you could use the excuses that, well, it's just been cold and you know, my grass is not, it's still dormant. You can't use the, my grass is dormant still excuses. Yeah. If your grass that, that, is <laughs> if your grass is like brown as a UPS truck, you can't tell your neighbor is hey man, it's still dormant. It's gotta wake up. It's not up yet. Nah, dog. It's like <laughs> ninety degrees down here. At least down here. I don't know about the rest of the country, but that's that's true for down here. If you go to getsunday.com, you're gonna put in your home address. Their free lawn analysis will take care of everything else. They use soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing that it doesn't. So let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener and more beautiful lawn this spring and summer. Visit GetSunday.com slash TourJunkies to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan 
at GetSunday.com slash Tour Junkies. Thank you to Get Sunday for uh, supporting the podcast, giving our listeners a little break, a little discount, sending Pat some stuff for that, for that grass. Uh, that's important stuff, man. You got to have a good yard. We appreciate them. All right, triple digits, Pat. Hit me with it. Where you at? All right, well, I got just a few in here that I like, and uh, I'll start with, uh, oh, who do I want to start with? There, there's so many in here that I can start with, but uh, I got to go with my boy, Vincent Whaley. No, you do not say my boy, Vincent hun- Whaley. He is not your boy. I have, he has been my boy. Just, just cause you, just because you, you liked him a long time ago doesn't make, like, you can't just plant a flag and say that's your boy. That 100% makes him. A lot my, of people have liked Vincent Whaley for a long time. None of those people were you. So on this podcast, when there's only two people, no one has liked Vincent do you know, Whaley. Vi, do you know Vincent Whaley personally? Maybe I do. And you don't know about it yet. I have many side texts with PJ Tour pros that you are not on and you don't know about. Okay, well, are you well? Tell wait, t- tell your boy, your boy Whaley, that I like him at one hundred and ten to one this week. Right now. I asked. Hey, look, hell, this guy makes every single cut for one. Which you're not just trying to get a cut with an outright win, obviously. But look, he's been playing fantastic. I like him at one hundred and ten to one. Big fan of his. I will play him. Uh, another guy I like at one hundred and twenty-five to one, David Lipsky, a guy that has been playing very well on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, you know, I think he's, uh, he's ready for the next, next day. I mean, he's not going to be on the corn Ferry tour very long. He's getting another a, a shot this week. I like him. Um, another guy that I like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit longer here for you. Um, DB, this one's just for you. This one is just, sorry, I'm not paying attention. I'm texting, uh, Vincent. What, where is Vincent right now? Is he, is he in the middle? Is he in a shack? In Ridgeland, South Carolina? Or is he on the side of the road trying to sleep? No, duh. Vincent's not even there yet, dude. He's not, he doesn't need to be there this early. It's a Monday. Give me a break, oh, man. He'll be there tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You Talk to him tomorrow. Okay. All right. Um, hey, those are my two right now. I don't know. I'll think of another one while, while you're uh, texting Whaley, and we'll just kind of talk about different things here. Um, Okay, uh, Vincent Whaley, my guy, 110 to 1. Uh, hell yeah. Full send on that. And then I got some bombs, dude. I got some straight up bombs that I'm just feeling in my, uh, in my plums. In your plums. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take these, these plums to market. Robbie Shelton, 225 to 1. Oh, God. <laughs> In case, in case you're listening or watching and you figured out that I don't actually have Vincent Whaley's phone number, uh, I do have somebody that does, and it might be that the timing is perfect, that he's also drunk enough to put us on a group text with him. It may happen. We may have, Vincent, we may, we may have a Vincent Whaley conversation here before the night's over. All right. Uh, Who did I say? Oh, 225 to 1. Robbie Shelton. Robbie Shelton, went from, Robbie Shelton went from miscut to like a T-59 to like a T-32 in his last event at the Memorial. We hear from a little birdie, the irons and the ball striking is coming around, new coach, blah, blah, blah. Um, played for Alabama. He's got big balls, big chops. Robbie Shelton, you expect big things out of him. This is long shot season for sure. This could be a big, big, big week for him. 225 to 1. I'm going to keep getting longer here, Pat. I'm about to get bananas on you right now. Our boy... One of the first, if not the first, 
we kind of have like a 1A, 1B of first ever PGA Tour pros we ever interviewed on this podcast back in 2015. Some of you guys Ooh, weren't. I know where you're going. Some of you guys weren't even born in 2015. You know what I mean? Some of you guys listen right now. You weren't even born. Um, <laughs> Scott Brown, Brownie, mm-hmm. Aiken, South Carolina boy, ball striker. Uh, definitely has some reps around uh, Congaree, and apparently, I just learned today has added some length. Has added some. He's corked the bat. You know what I mean? To keep on the baseball analogy, he's kind of corked the bat. Uh, I'm gonna go Brownie two fifty to one on points bet, and finally, I'm gonna go with a major boomer bust player. I'd feel better about it if this was on the West Coast, but JJ Spawn at three hundred to one is interesting to me. He's a Corn Ferry Tour winner back in the day. Um, he's kind of barely held on to PJ Tour status, and he's just boomer bust. He's got a runner up on the PJ Tour. He's got a handful, of, a bunch of top fives. Uh, in a field like this, I think JJ could pop if uh, if things are clicking for him. He is definitely either a massive trunk slam on Friday, or maybe a top ten. And uh, but I think a, I think a win could happen. These guys are probably better bets for top twenties once those numbers come out. But it is what it is. Uh, so I go Whaley, Brown, Shelton, and Spawn. And thank you to my mo- to my boy David Speaks in the YouTube live chat for acknowledging that that is DB's boy when it comes to Vincent Whaley. He knows, because he's obviously been watching the show the last six weeks, and knows that every freaking week I talk about Vincent Whaley, that makes him my boy. I was the first one to talk about well, him. If I continue to talk about him, he's, he's my boy. He's David Speaks. He's David Speaks. So he's probably like some like, he's probably somebody that knows you. Maybe it's like your son or something in there. And it's like, David, this is not David my, speaking. No, it's not my son. Your son has a problem getting in the YouTube chat. Your son. Your, Scott says you, we can you, share. I know, I know for a fact that you plant people. You plant people <laughs> all around in this chat. Yeah. You do. Okay, finish this up here. Then we'll get to the U.S. Open pick. I don't know. That's all I got. I really don't. I just, I don't. I do think it, that we could get some long shots here, but it's really hard for me to put a decent, some, some money here on some of these guys that like in this, you know. 200 to one and above and whatever else. Maybe Patrick Rogers at 175 to one. I kind of like that. I think that could be a good number for him. I mean, he's, he's obviously got a ton of experience on tour. Um, so he could be another one you could look at. Uh, That'll be my last one there. Uh, we mentioned Glover, by the way, earlier, there's somebody in the chat talking about Glover. We did talk about. Yeah. I was just about bringing that up. Steve is asking about Glover and you, we both like Glover. I actually, I think I actually like him better in the betting market. Um, what, what, where is he? Where is he? Well, he's forty to one uh, in points bet. Holy he's a sh- shorter, he's twenty-nine in other to one on DraftKings. So yeah, get him on points bet while you can, before that gets shorter. Um, I definitely like him better in the betting market than I do the DFS world because the DFS world is going to know he's playing well, good ball striker, and he's one of the few people here that has significant experience at Congaree since he's Ambassador Glover. So definitely like him better um, in the betting world. Um, Brad asked about Seamus Power. Brad Grimm asked about Seamus. I kind of like Seamus. He kind of stood out to me a little bit. Uh, I didn't mention him, but uh, Seamus has played well his last couple of chances at the PJ Tour. He used to be kind of a staple in like these crappy PJ Tour events. He's one ten to one. I mean, sure, throw like a little bit of your unit on Seamus Power. So I'm with you there. Let's talk U.S. Open names that we feel like 
deserve a look. Now these are these are just names that as I peruse the early US Open odds right now, I feel like, hey, I I, I think these names are gonna get shorter. I don't think they're gonna get any longer. Uh, they may not stay the same. So I just think looking at them, I, if you're gonna if you like them, if you're gonna bet them, I think you go ahead and throw it down and uh and get it done with these names for the US Open at Torrey Pine South next week. Uh, I'll start, Pat, with a few here. Uh, most of these are in the mid-range. I do have two triple digits. Um, but Paul Casey and Louis Oosthuizen, both at 50-1, to 1, I think are good numbers. Casey's, oh, it just seems to be this, this afterthought in the betting market. Um, we saw him almost, I mean, we saw him almost win Harding Park last year. He's not a major winner. He's kind of the old veteran type, right? That uh, that just seemingly will never get it done until they do. So <clears throat> I think Casey can get it done. Tremendous ball striker, and Louis the same way. He's the exact same way. Veteran who can never get it done. We just saw him nearly get it done at the PGA, but couldn't make a freaking putt to save his life, and and uh, was outlasted by the fifty-year-old Phil. So I think those two at fifty to one are very interesting. I mean, I would rather have both of those guys than here's some names at fifty to one or even shorter, Phil. I'd rather have both of them over Phil. I'd rather have both of them over Abraham Answer. I'd rather have both of them over um, Adam Scott. Extremely inconsistent lately. Um, I'd rather have both of them over Justin Rose. I'd rather have both of them over Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, Tommy Fleetwood at thirty-three to one. What are we? What are we doing? Why is Tommy Fleetwood thirty-three to one on DraftKings? Where is he on points bet? He's been terrible. He's been very. He's been terrible to average. Why is he there? Um, anyway, those are a couple at 50 to one. What do you got? Well, I was with you on Usti. I like him at that 50 to one number. I think that one's good. Now I'll say this, and now you were going to, you had a few, you know, longer odds guys and I do too. Uh, but you mentioned them. So I'll go ahead and talk about them. Adam Scott is as short as 40 to one. I've seen him at 40 to one. I think that's what he is on DK, but he is a hundred to one on points bet. I like Adam Scott at 100 to 1. Wow, 100 to 1 is a lot. I will give you that. That is that is a great number. If you can get that like right no, now, no. I would go ahead and get it. You talk about a number that's going to shorten up, there's no way that number doesn't shorten up. So I would rather go ahead and do that. Look, I mean, Adam Scott is a guy that I was really fading going into last week at the Memorial. He didn't really play all that bad. He he had, you know, he was he was better than I thought he would be. I mean, he shot 4 or 5 under on Friday just to make the cut. Um so I don't, and, and Scott has played well on the West Coast too. Uh, I think he's played good at Torrey before. I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe he's played pretty well there in the past. Maybe I'm thinking of one of those other California courses, but uh, it's kind of like we get out of California. He's played well at Riv. He's played really well at Maybe Riv. Maybe it's Riv, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I still think that number is just too long for him. So I, you know, another guy, are we just in the fit, this mid range here? Yeah. Do you yeah. want me to go a little bit? You can go, yeah. Um, Jason Kokrak, 80 to 1. I like that. 80 to 1 for a two time winner on tour this year, this season. Just won a couple weeks ago at Colonial. Um, I'm fairly certain he also does. Maybe it's Riviera for him. I don't know. That has a good course history at Tory. Could be I don't have any of the, that Tory course history stuff in front of me, but I do think, you know, Kokrak could play well there and you get him at 80 to 1. I think that's a good number for him. So he was another one that just kind of stood out right now of uh, somebody you might see get a little bit shorter also. 
Well, and I think, like, listen, the farmer's insurance at Tories is going to set up very different from the U.S. Open at Tory. Like, I think you're going to hear that a lot in the press conferences next week. You're going to hear players talk about, like, True. I mean, you could look at it a little bit. I think it's worth looking at, but I, I don't think it's worth putting too much into. It's going to be very different. Um, I got a couple more in this mid-range. Shane Lowry has been playing extremely well lately. We, we've been riding him a good bit here lately. We played really well at the Memorial. A great, difficult golf course guy, right? Open champion, um, won a WGC event, has contended in majors before. He's at 60-1, to 1, and I just think that's not fair. I don't know how much people like betting Shane Lowry, but he's at 60 to one on both DraftKings and points bet. I don't know that he's a popular bet. And maybe that keeps his number, his number kind of where it is because the, the, the books don't see a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, a whole lot of bets coming in or handle coming in on Shane Lowry. So I like him at 60 to one and Corey Connors at 60 to 66 to one on points bet. I like, he's like 55 to one or something on uh, yeah 50 to one on DraftKings, 66 to one right now on points bet. I, I think you kind of throw out the colonial weekend or I mean, Memorial weekend that he just had. Uh, I feel like that was kind of a mail it in situation for Connors, but he's been extremely consistent, tremendous ball striker, uh, which you're going to need at, at Torrey Pines. So the guy just continues to show that he's one of the he's one of the top contenders on the PJ Tour, and he's going to continue to take my money because the ball striking is just so damn sexy. So there you go. I got two long shots that I think people need to jump on right now. I'll start with you though. Triple digits. You you mentioned Adam Scott. Anything else? A few others. I like uh, Billy Horschel. Uh, he's at 101. He's a guy that just seems to like be a guy that could play well at the U.S. Open. He always does play well at U.S. Opens. I mean, he is a he's just a U.S. Open type player. Hmm. So I like Billy Horschel at 101. I like Keegan also at 101. God damn. I think that's a good number for him. He's been playing extremely well this year. By the way, I can't even believe I just said Horschel after he lost me that ranch water. Yeah, bet. what the? F- but yeah. I just feel like Horschel could still. I don't know. He's gonna piss me off by me not betting him, and he's gonna win the U.S. Open. So. uh and then Matthew Wallace at 150 to one. Come on, Matt Wallace, 150 to one. Wow. Yeah, I mean, hell. Okay. I mean, normally I'm the Matt Wallace guy. I don't have him written down. This is interesting. All right. I got two names. The first one is Max Homa at 100 to one on points bet. Um, listen, we're going back to the West Coast. This is Matt's bread and butter. He's 80 to one on DraftKings, 100 to one on points bet. We just saw him play very well at Memorial. After having some iffy finishes over here on the East Coast, but obviously Max has kind of a knack for tough tracks. Memorial, he won uh, earlier this year uh, in California, I think, at Riviera, right? He won Riv. Um, I, I, you know, California kid, Torrey Pines, U.S. Open, tough track, good record, a hundred to one is way too long on points bet. I think you need to jump on that now. And finally. Also on points bet at 250, let me make sure, 250 to 1, Danny Willett. Danny Willett's been coming mm. around a little bit. Yeah, a lot, he has. A lot of people sleeping on Danny Willett. Been playing okay. He was supposed to be playing, uh, he was supposed to be playing this tournament, but uh, he let everybody know that, uh, hey, I'm Danny Willett and I'm out. Irons have been trending very nicely lately, Danny Willett has. 26th at the Memorial, 18th at the Heritage. Um, You know, the last, I guess, top five we saw was fourth place at the Rocket Mortgage last summer. 
sixth at the Open Championship in 2019, 12th at the U.S. Open in 2019. Like the guy has, obviously, he's a Masters champion. We all know that. The guy has contended in uh, on tough courses. In fact, on Fantasy National, when you look over his career on the PJ Tour, he plays best on difficult tracks, better than he does on average or easy tracks. And he also plays best in the wind. So if it gets popping, if it gets swirly out there um, at Torrey Pine South, Danny Willett could be your guy. And 250 to 1 for a major champion who is rounding into form. I mean, when you look at the last uh, 100 rounds, strokes gained approach, he's 70th. Last 12 rounds, he's 32nd. Last four rounds, he's 28th. Like he's trending down, he's hitting the ball better. I think Danny Willett's coming around. 250 to 1 is too long for D dub. So there you go. U.S. Open odds. Just an early look. We'll have some more uh, thoughts and insights on those on the Saturday U.S. Open show. Don't forget, recording that live on YouTube on Saturday night. Uh, betting show probably start around 8.45, 9 p.m. Eastern. DraftKings show start around 7.35 or 7.45 p.m. Eastern. You can check the YouTube channel for that later in the week to go ahead and set a reminder to make sure you're notified uh, for the U.S. Open show. We're going to have Paul Tesori on, PJ Tour caddy for Webb Simpson, 20 years history on the tour. Good dude. Great Great guy. Looking forward to that show. It should be a lot of fun. And again, no work the next day, so we can just pound the podcast shoes here. Uh, all right. Pat, now it is time for one of my favorite segments that we're going to bring mm. back to the podcast that we like to call Just the Tip. That's right. Just the Tip. God, that feels good. To say that uh, that graphic, this is where we just you know we want to spend some time. We we know that we get new listeners, we know that we get new viewers, and we want to spend a little bit of time just hitting some basics. You know, we're going to spend uh, the next few weeks here, just each of us kind of hitting on one thing that we think you need to keep in mind that'll help improve your outcomes if you're betting or playing DraftKings or DFS on the PGA Tour and golf. Okay, so some of this stuff is going to apply to both. Some of it's going to apply more to, you know, betting than it may DFS or vice versa. So that's it. Tonight, I'm kind of starting it off, and I'm going to go pretty basic, man, with terminology. Okay? You know, I know a lot of people listen to the show, and they may turn on for the first time and be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? What is a GPP? What is chalk? What is pivot? You know, like, what is all this stuff? And so I just want to run through real quick a few terms that you need to know to be able to understand and follow along with the Tour Junkies podcast and those like it. Pat, feel free to chime in if you like. I will tell you one thing. There's a secret page on our website that a lot of people don't know about, and that is uh, the jargon, the, the Junkies jargon page. Yeah. It is tourjunkies.com slash jargon, and you can just go to that page. It's free. And it'll just give you some definitions and some terms, right? And I'm going to kind of steal from some of that. Um, it's not a comprehensive list, but it's a pretty decent list. It'll get you started. So if you want to listen to that, or if you want to check that out before you listen to a show and kind of get your, you know, get your grasp, then you can. The first one I'm going to start with is GPP. Oh, this, is a DFS, this is a DFS term. It stands for Guaranteed Prize Pool. And it's a contest that'll pay out a specific prize, even if it doesn't get the targeted number of entries into that contest. And it generally contains larger prize pools that pay out to about the top 20 to 24% of the field. When we talk about a GPP play, 
we mean like that tournament play um, where there's going to be a, it's going to be a larger tournament, more entries, and the even though the top twenty to twenty four percent is going to be paid out, the goal is to finish in the top one to three percent or better. Okay, that's the goal because it's a pretty top heavy payout usually, and you know eighty percent or so of the entries are not going to win a thing. They're going to lose all their money. That's a GPP as opposed to a cash game in DFS, which is your head-to-head matchups or heads-up matchups, your 50-50 contests, and your double-up contests. You can get more details on those at tourjunkies.com slash jargon. But those are where, all three of those contests, obviously a head-to-head, either one of you is going to win or one of you is going to lose. But in the 50-50 and double-up, around 40 to 50% of all the entries are going to double up their money. So if you're playing 25 bucks, you're going to get 50 so it's a greater percentage of lineups and entries are going to win their money back or double their money, and then the rest of them are not going to not going to hit anything. So that's 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 one to know: cash game and GPPs. Uh, another term we talk about a lot: exposure, and that's the money invested in any given player. So if your exposure is high, then you have a player, uh, you have that player in a lot of entries. So if you know if you got Lucas Glover, you've got a lot of exposure to Lucas Glover. That means. You, you know, maybe Lucas Glover's projected to be around 10% owned and you've got him in like 30% of your lineups. You have high exposure to Lucas Glover. Something to think about. Fade is something we talk about every single week. We're going to fade this player. That means we're just going to avoid him. We're not going to play him. Or we're at least going to play a lot less than maybe the majority of people are going to play. So no no on the fade. Uh, if, a, if we say a player has a pretty uh, low floor or a high floor, that means a golfer's downside or the minimum number of points or, uh, or finished position that you think that golfer is going to play. So uh, if you think their floor is a miscut, that's one thing. If you think their floor is a top 50, that's another thing. Uh, something to think about. As opposed to a ceiling. Ceiling obviously meaning their upside or the maximum number of points or finished position they could have. I think this week, you know, for what we're talking about, Harold Varner has a ceiling of like a win as opposed to other weeks, maybe in a stronger field, Harold Varner ceiling, maybe a top 10 or top 20. So a ceiling is one thing. Chalk is something we mention all the time. That's a betting term, an age old betting term uh, that just, and for DFS purposes, we use it a lot. It just means that guy's going to be high owned or maybe the obvious DFS play, or maybe in the betting market, a lot of people like that player. He's a popular player, so a lot of people are going to bet him. It's going to drive his, his number down. He's going to be too short. But we usually talk about chalk and DFS. If they're chalk, that means they're highly owned or the obvious play that a lot of people are going to be on. Doesn't mean you always avoid them or fade them. It just means you need to know that guy's chalk. Ownership leverage. I say that all the time. Uh, that means having you know a low owned golfer or having um, uh, somebody like that in a in a big GPP tournament that gives you leverage on other entries. In the event that that golfer plays well, you've got leverage, right? If you got a five percent owned guy that finishes top ten or wins or something like that, you've got a ton of ownership leverage. Very important to have in order to win a GPP. A pivot, a pivot play is uh, somebody who's like priced in the betting market or in the DFS market more specifically, near a popular play or a chalky play that people are kind of ignoring. And you can play them and you gain an edge in ownership, especially in those larger GPP tournaments. So a pivot play is like, hey, if the popular player is right here, priced right here and right above or right, or, you know, right above or right below, this player is a good pivot, play them. 
Pivot! Pivot! Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot! Uh, okay, player pool. Player pool. That's the number of golfers that you're going to roster or have exposure to for your DFS lineups or your bets. That's like, how many guys am I going to have in my... How many guys am I going to have money on? Total number of guys that I'm, I'm putting in any DFS lineup or I'm betting at all in any capacity in outrights or top 20s or head-to-heads, whatever. That's the number of players in my player pool. And you can obviously talk about how tight or how loose that should be. All right, a couple more here. I'm trying to run through these quickly. Balanced lineup. That's, that's when you're playing DFS, and you take a lot of players kind of in that mid-tier price point. So you're not playing the top guys, or you're not betting the top guys, but you're kind of looking in that middle section. That'd be like a balanced approach, as opposed to a, what we call a studs and duds or like a stars and scrubs lineup where you have like a couple of the top guys your, your DJs, your Jordan Spees, your, JT, you know, your JTs, and then you've got like, you pairing them with these duds, these no-name guys, you just hope pop. That's kind of what that is. And those are some different approaches. Um, I want to talk about units. I want to talk about your unit, because all units matter. You know what I mean? And so a unit, especially in betting, is kind of, it's a betting term to, to speak to you know, your basic dollar amount, your, your standard dollar bet. So let's say you're, you know, let's say you want to spend $50 a week. Your unit is $10. That's like your, your one unit, right? So you may spend a half a unit betting on Harold Varner at hundred to one. I'm going to keep with the Harold Varner train hundred to one, right? So if we say, yeah, I might, you know, I might put on a half a unit or a quarter unit on this player. Like that's kind of like that, that helps us all bring our, because what I bet may be different than what you bet. My unit may be larger than your unit. Chances are it is. You know what I mean? Especially Pat. So if I have a larger unit, but I want to convey to you that I'm going to spend a bigger portion of that unit on a guy because I'm confident, that's how I can do that without saying dollar amounts and confusing you. Because $50 to me may mean something different than $50 to you. So there you go. A few betting terms that I think are important to know. Basics, if you're getting started, DFS terms. Basic stuff that you need to know if you're going to listen to the show and not be confused. Pat, anything to add there real quick? I, I do not. That was great stuff. I mean, you were, you were inac- inaccurate in some ways, but uh, for the most part, you were pretty on, you were pretty on point. Okay. Um, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This has been Just the Tip. We're very pleased to bring that to you. We're going to keep bringing it to you weekly. Um, you can check that out. Uh, trying to make you guys get you guys caught up to speed you know we don't want anybody lost we don't want anybody wandering as they listen to the show or watch the show Uh, and that is it for the palmetto championship show be sure and check us out on the us open show don't forget the comments comment what pat needs to ask these people okay comment and also buy one of those seaweed t-shirts because they're sweet thanks for watching thanks for listening may your screens be green hope all your bets you know hope you win some big money let's get some triple digits like i want Scott Brown at 250 to one. That's what I want. I love Scott Brown. He's a great guy, friend of the podcast. Yeah. I would love for no, him to we win had, we had triple We had 301 in the U.S. Women's Open just last week. So maybe we'll get that True. for the U.S. Open or this week. Let's yeah. do it. Thanks for watching. See ya.